Hey, welcome to the Living the Dream podcast. This is your host, Timmy Douglas, and the goal of this podcast is to create a community that inspires action, accountability, celebrates progress, and helps people make the right connections to take that next step towards their dreams and goals. If you're looking for any one-on-one coaching to pinpoint your purpose and start taking steps in that direction, make sure to contact me on my website, workwithtimmydouglas.com, or on social media. On that note, let's get into the show. All right, what's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Living the Dream podcast. Today on the show, we're going through Proverbs 6, verses 9 through 11. So let's get it. How long will you lie there, O sluggard? When will you arise from your sleep? A little sleep, a little slumber, a little folding of the hands to rest. And poverty will come upon you like a robber and want like an armed man. My interpretation of this, I was talking with a friend named Yev probably about a year ago, honestly, maybe a little bit more than that, maybe a little bit less. And we talked about sleepwalking through life. And that's kind of what I'm going to coin this as sleepwalking through life will cause poverty. And I'm calling it sleepwalking because you notice it says, how long will you lie there? Oh, sluggard, when will you arise from your sleep? But he's talking to the sluggard, right? So I don't know if the sluggard is actually sleeping right here, or if they're just kind of laying down and taking life as it comes and not really you know, taking initiative, like the ants in verses six through eight, talk about the fact that the ants, without having any chief officer or ruler, prepare bread in the summer and gather food and harvest, right? So the ants are taking initiative. And then right after that, it goes to how long will you lie there, O sluggard? When will you arise from your sleep? Talking to somebody who presumably is not taking initiative because they're resting and they're calling them a sluggard, which means they're talking to him. So it's not like that seven to eight hours of sleep that you're usually getting. Maybe some of us sleep too much. Maybe that's what it's talking about here. But for me, it more feels like somebody who's not taking initiative, somebody who's sleepwalking through life and isn't acting like the ants in the verses right before this, right? And so sleepwalking through life causes poverty. And it's not just poverty and money either. Like when I think of this, it says poverty will come upon you like a robber and want like an armed man. And so when I think of the things we want, I'm like, we don't just want money, right? We want money to serve a purpose in our life. Nobody just wants a billion dollars to be isolated, right? We want money so that we can do the things we want to do, the things that feed our spirit, the things that give us energy so that we can love the people we have relationships with. And so we want to pour into our relationships. We want to pour into ourselves. We want to go out and serve the world, right? We want to bear burdens with the world. We want to serve other people. And so... Our desire, when I think about want coming upon us like an armed man and kind of hijacking our life, some of the desires we have that are good start to be turned bad when we have a little sleep, a little slumber, a little folding of the hands to rest, a lack of initiative in our life. And that's going to happen because, you know, desires in its place can be good, but when they're out of place, because you're not walking with intention, because you're not doing what God called you to do, um, it is going to come upon you like an armed man and hijack you. Because then what you're going to see is, oh, I just need money. And that's when you start doing stuff out of the love of money, right? And when you do stuff out of the love of money, you're serving money and you're not serving God. And money can be used as a tool to help people, but it has to be submitted to God first, right? Like it has to be, um, yeah, you just have to submit it to God. And that's your money, that's your energy, that's your relationships, that's your love, that's your spirit, everything that 
you're not submitting to God and you're not taking initiative on and you're resting on your laurels, that's when poverty will come upon you like a robber and want like an armed man. And so that's kind of my baseline interpretation of this. People who are sleepwalking through life, not taking initiative, that's going to cause poverty. And that's going to cause desire to rise up in you. And these desires may be God-given desires, but when put in the wrong place, because you're resting on your laurels and sleepwalking through life, they will come upon you and hijack your life. And what used to be a pure desire of wanting money to use as a tool to serve people or just wanting to serve people, wanting to love people, wanting to be in relationship with people, and then using money and your job and your church and all that as a tool to do all those things, it starts to um, get your praise and worship instead of God, right? And so just going on this a little bit more, the entrepreneurial application is like resting in crisis is going to lead to poverty, taking over and desire becoming strong, which makes self-control harder. And so Say you're in a financial crisis, say you're in a business crisis, say your employees are up in arms, um, whatever it may be, when you just rest in that crisis and you're not sitting there taking initiative in it, that's going to lead to poverty. And that's going to lead to desire becoming strong and shiny object syndrome taking over or your baseline kind of fight or flight taking over, not really the rational part of yourself. And it's just going to make self-control hard. Like you're going to be tempted to do stuff more and more as crisis gets larger and larger, right? So taking initiative as early as possible, preparing for the summer like the ants did and gathering food in the harvest, like that's going to set you up well. Taking that initiative will set you up well, not doing so. And just, you know, being a sluggard, as they call it here, will lead to poverty and desire taking over. So where has this shown up in my life? Oh, the other thing I want to note here is Poverty coming upon you like a robber and want like an armed man. And this was interesting because I think from the perspective of somebody who is a sluggard in life, that is what poverty looks like. And that is what their desire looks like. It seems like their life is being hijacked, but really it's on them because they did not take initiative. They are, okay, let me backtrack here. The thing I'm pointing out here is that they seem like the victim, right? Proverbs here is talking about the person that poverty comes upon and want hijacks their life, that person is a victim because poverty is like a robber. And when you think of a robber, when they come to rob you, you're not saying, oh, I should have prepared more. You're typically like, I just got robbed. And that sucks. People shouldn't do that. And when an armed man comes upon you in society and they're like, give me your wallet, give me this, or, you know, they hijack your jacket or whatever, or take your social security card. I don't know, whatever they do. Um, want comes upon you like an armed man, you're a victim. And in both these scenarios, you're a victim. And something I've noticed about people who kind of stay stuck in poverty and aren't willing to grow, whether it be grow their spirit, grow their relationships, grow their energy, grow their love, grow their fitness, whatever it may be, they're stuck in that victim mindset. And I noticed this because I've kind of tried to pull myself out of that victim mindset. And I really try to steer clear of it, but I used to be entrenched in it. Like being black in America gives you all the fuel you need to be stuck in a victim mindset, but from a victim mindset, you cannot empower yourself. And so it's really interesting that Proverbs here relates poverty to being like a robber and want being like an armed man, as if that person is helpless, because I feel like that's how people act towards poverty and towards their desires when they're stuck in them, 
right? They're like, I'm helpless. There's nothing I can do. I have no power over this. When right before this, Proverbs is like, a little sleep, a little slumber, a little folding of the hands to rest, which also seem like good things, right? Like sleep's not bad. Slumber's not bad. Folding of the hands to rest, that's not bad. Except it's bad when you do it too much and you do it at the wrong time, right? So not only is Proverbs pointing out the fact that victim mentality is bad here, in my opinion, you know, it's not explicitly saying don't have a victim mentality, but just the metaphors used for poverty and want Plus the actions stated before that of like a little sleep, a little slumber, a little folding of the hands to rest, right? Those aren't bad activities. A lot of people aren't doing bad things. And I put air quotes around that in their life because they're doing what the average person does. But what the average person does is take a victim mentality into their life, act like other people need to solve their problems for them. And then that's going to lead to poverty and want ruling their life, right? That's just what I found really interesting about Proverbs, you know, six, nine through 11, you got a sluggard laying there, a sluggard sleepwalking through life. And that's like, they're doing these seemingly good things, like a little sleep, a little slumber, like that's not bad, except when you're doing it like a sluggard does it and you're in crisis and you need to be taking action right now. That's when it is bad. So just a little bit of these good things in your life at the wrong time and poverty will come upon you like a robber. And want like an armed man. And that's exactly how you're going to see poverty and desire coming on you because you have a victim mindset because you're stuck um, in that sluggard kind of mentality, walk, sleepwalking through life, right? So that's kind of just what I wanted to talk about. Dang, got kind of lit there for a second. I'm not going to lie. That was a good couple of verses from Proverbs. Uh, shout out God. So where has this shown up in my life? I would say when it comes to money, intimacy, anger at my situation, and the desire to be somewhere else, all of these have risen up in me, and it's important to submit them to God each time. <clears throat> and so when I think about money, it's like, I would really love to be in a better financial situation, but every time I try to get money for money's sake, it typically doesn't work out that well. But when I try to walk in the way I feel God has called me uniquely, like opportunities pop up that I am excited about and excited to pursue because they are aligned with how I feel God has called me to love people um, in the unique way I can love people, given my experiences, given what God has put me through, given what um, God has spoken to me through the Bible, right? And then when it comes to um, intimacy in my life with relationships, anger at my situation, all of this was me having that kind of victim mentality of like, I'm pissed my situation is this way and I want it to be different, but it shouldn't be this way. Like my parents should have done better for me. My brothers should have taken care of me more. My college should have prepared me more. Do you see how that sounds? It's like, bruh, you should have prepared yourself more. You should have done better. You could have done all this stuff. Like because you were sitting there taking a little sleep, a little slumber, and you were folding your hands to rest, hoping that your college would prepare you, hoping that your parents would set up life for you, hoping that your friends would have your back, hoping that somebody would market your business for you, hoping, 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 but not taking action and faith without works is dead. So that faith was dead faith, right? All that hope wasn't faith. It was just hope, just human hope, right? Um, You know, all of that was a victim mindset that I was stuck in and it happened around money for the majority of my life. And I would say around intimacy in my relationships, like for a long time, I would shut down when conflict happened in relationships. I'd be mad at my situation and I would just be waiting. 
and I would always be hoping to be somewhere else. And I w wasn't taking active action towards that. That's where the victim mentality kind of showed up in my life. That's where I was like, I was doing good things. Like I was going through school. I was playing football, right? But I hated my life. I wasn't taking initiative to change that. And because of that, I was in, I was taking the actions that verse 10 is talking about. I feel like, right? A little sleep, a little slumber, a little folding of the hands to rest. None of those seem bad. Just like going to school, playing football doesn't seem bad. And yeah, it's put me where I am now. But I would say my initiative is what has put me where I am now. Like hearing the call on my life to quit football and then start embracing God's love. That decision right there was initiative. That was verses six through eight, what the ants are doing, right? So that, it's kind of shown up in my life of like, I used to be a victim. I used to not take initiative. I used to do things that were seemingly good, but were setting me up to fail. I think a lot of us are doing that in our life. And it's just key to identify what actions are seemingly good. Like society says they're good and maybe they are good for you at certain times, but right now that is not what you need to be doing. So where do I want this to show up in my life? I don't rest during crises and actually have activities to do. And so a series of questions to prioritize what activity needs to be done. It's like looking at your time, really, because what you notice about this is in the beginning, I said poverty isn't just lack of money. It's lack of spirit, lack of relationships, lack of energy, lack of love, which are all very intangible things that you can get without money, right? By just being a great person and having great character. And so when I'm asking myself questions, I was looking at my time and I was thinking about money because that's the point in my life. That's like my first goal, financial freedom for myself and my family. And so the questions I brought up were, how much time do I spend doing money-making activity. And this question came up because I don't want to rest during crises, but when you're in crisis and you don't want to rest, but you don't have other activities to do, you kind of default to rest, which is why a lot of us go to a little sleep, a little slumber, a little folding of the hands to rest. Again, those are not bad things, but they're default things, actually. They're default good things. But when you're in crisis, as we are in the first couple of verses of Proverbs 6, right before this verse comes into play, right? When you're in crisis, you do not rest. And so you need to have intentional activities that you're doing to solve the problem at hand. And so if my problem right now is financial freedom for myself and my family, and I'm like, during crisis, I don't want to rest. I need activities to do. If I don't have those activities, I'm going to default to TV default to Fortnite, default to whatever. But if I do help have those activities, I will do those activities. And how you find those activities, you ask questions like this that will help you use your time more effectively. So what's the goal? Financial freedom for myself and my family. Question, how much time do you spend doing money-making activity? Plot that out. Analyze your days. And then I go, okay, I spent two hours doing money-making activities. Do you have other money-making activities that you could spend more time on? that are focused and consistent with this one way of making money. Then the question you have to ask is like, how quickly is it from activity to money? So if I'm trying to get out of a crisis, how quickly can I get out of this crisis, right? So that I can be, you know, better suited to serve, not have poverty on my heels and not um, have want 
like rise up in me and hijack my life and then play the victim in all of that. Like how quickly can I start taking initiative? How quickly can I start getting reinforced for taking initiative? Cause just knowing humans, we like to be reinforced for that type of stuff. So how can you guys apply this to your life? Man, this is a longer podcast episode, but these verses are hitting different with the, um, you know, victim mindset. You need to be taking extreme ownership. And I really like the part where the activities that seem good, are the things that are holding you back. Like that is a really interesting point that I wasn't initially going to talk about when I started this podcast. So there we go. How can you guys apply this to your life? I would say act with urgency and recognize crisis. And so is desire rising up in you and hijacking your life? Are you doing things that you don't want to do when you know you don't want to do them, but you're doing them anyway? That's an example of desire hijacking your life. That means you don't have the mental control self-control that is one of the fruits of the spirit right is poverty on your heels look at where you're running are you running towards a job are you running towards a bigger salary are you running towards um, better investments and are you doing that to serve people or are you doing that to escape poverty and it's a fine line that you really have to discern because there are pros for escaping poverty and serving people. And that's the thing. It's like part of my dreams and goals is serving people, but on the way to serving people, I'll be financially free. So how much of that is just me being selfish and how much of that is me serving God, right? You really have to parse that out because, you know, being broke ain't, ain't easy and not having a home, it just brings shame. And if you're trying to escape shame instead of going towards love, it can look like the same thing, but the intent can be different, right? Like maybe you're trying to earn 200K regardless. That is the action. But the intent can be to escape shame because you're afraid of people judging you and you want to fit in. Or it can be to go towards love because you want to serve people. Both people are doing the same thing and kind of how they show up, maybe what they're doing um, in their free time. That, that stuff may look a little different, but I think you can have carbon copies with different intent carbon copies of the action with different intent. And it's really important that you parse that out because over time, those carbon copies will get different results. And if not on this earth, definitely when you, you know, go meet big G. So I just think it's important to recognize intent in every situation, especially crisis. And if you don't think you're in crisis, but you're being controlled by desire or you're running away from poverty, shame, fear, et cetera, I would say you might be in crisis and you might want to consider that a crisis because it's not how we're called to live. And if you're not living like you're called to live, chances are um, you're living in sin. And if you're not Christian, you're just living a life that, you know, could be better. <laughs> um, it could be more aligned with who you are. And I think if you're out of alignment with who you are at any point in your life, maybe you should pause and be like, this is a crisis, right? So better not rest too much if you feel desire rising up in you, if you feel like poverty, fear, shame, if that's on your heels and you're sprinting from it, don't rest too much. You might be in crisis. Start looking at how you use your time, how you're prioritizing your life, and maybe switch some things up and start acting with urgency. So there we go. That's what we got for you guys today on the show. Thank you so much for listening. I know this was a longer one, but we will see you on the next one. On that note, we're out. 
Guys, thanks for listening. Make sure to reach out to our guests and help them accomplish their dreams and goals if you resonated with them. If you're looking for any intentional masterminds or one-on-one coaching to accomplish your dreams and goals, make sure to check out the website, workwithtimmydouglas.com, and contact me either there or on social media. That's all I got. Have a blessed day.